Hey everyone, welcome to Stoke Hunters, where we talk with different people around the world to hear their journey, what makes good days, how they find them, and how they're hunting for more. Today, we, for episode four, we have Andrew from the Glide Factory. For people who don't know what the Glide Factory is, it's a snowboard snowboarder owned and operated tune shop in Calgary. They focus on community and snowboard culture while providing fast times for those who love to glide. And let's welcome Andrew. Welcome, Andrew. Hello, how are you, Jared? Good, and yourself? Uh, we're doing great. Yeah, another uh, amazing day without much snow, but people are gearing up for it. I know it's been it's been a weird couple of years. It's been it's been really dry in the last couple of Novembers. I feel. Yes, I uh, would agree. Um, so yeah, let's hope for some snow. Even if it's a late snowfall, I'm I'm interested. Let's get it. We can, we'll, we'll sacrifice a few skateboarders for some snow. Yeah, maybe a scooter kit or two. <laughs> um, so for the people who are listening, um, how about you tell us the origin story of Glide Factory and, you know, the mission? Yeah, uh, the Glide Factory essentially started out of my garage about four years ago. Uh, good friend Sandy and I would tune up in the garage. We had a few friends also join us uh, a few times. And I guess, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it was that first year of COVID. We all got put on like COVID uh, relief. And I ended up starting my business through my garage because uh, most stores were closed at like 5 p.m. Uh, and so I ended up taking in boards uh, in the evenings. And then I went into a parental leave, which left me time in the evenings, kind of ish. Uh, but when you're only doing a couple boards in the evening, it, you know, it's still, it was nice. Um, and then the next year I decided to quit my job and my wife and I found this space that we're currently in. Um, and, and, Yeah. Uh oh. Is that Andrew frozen? Are we back? Yeah, we're back. Okay, where do you, where do you think we got cut off there? I uh, I kind of noticed it. Yeah, I, I noticed it too. I'm like, is that me or am I frozen? Um, I think right about where you, after you went full time. Yeah, so we're full time now. Three years going, um, and we've had a lot of support from the community. And yeah, we've kind of grown into this cool family of friends and homies that work here that are more like family than coworkers or whatever. <laughs> uh, but we're all here for the same reason. And it's to put gear out that we would ride personally. We don't put anything out we wouldn't jump on as far as a tune goes. Uh, quality is everything. And yeah, man, like just 
being able to uh, provide a good, fast turnaround and quality service. Yeah, because you guys started out doing one day, like next day turnaround, and I think you still are one of the few who does it all the time. Yeah. For the most part, everything's 24 hours. Um, we do have times where we get a bit backlogged, especially this year. We were, we're seeing more growth, but uh, this year we have two, three employees. Uh, we got a Saturday guy uh, and two like full-time-ish guys that work during the week with me. Um, just want to give a shout out to those guys, Ian, Matlock, and, and Mike, uh, and of course my wife. Uh, but yeah, we, yeah, we're just, um, I don't even know what to say. It's just, it's all coming together. It's been a good time. Yeah, most, most definitely stressful. As <laughs> you know, running a business does not stop, um, uh, by any means. Um, so yeah, we're, I think we're coming into the third year with the most momentum. So our 24 hour turnaround does get a little pushed, but, uh, people are understanding and, I would say we've learned that about 80% of people don't need their boards the next day. Uh, <laughs> it's been a good learning lesson. So, um, you know, people just tell us when they need it by and for the most part, we can just make, make it happen. Yeah. I, when I was in university, I worked at Ski West. So I familiar with the, the tune side of things a little bit. And I was always, it's always funny where people, you ask them when they need something, they're like, Oh, can I get it tomorrow? And you're like, but when are you actually and it'll be like christmas time and you're like when are you going riding well i'm not going to go riding for like two weeks it's like uh why do you need yeah. it tomorrow then <laughs> yeah and then it uh you know sometimes you got to pay to play we do have a skip the line service fee and uh some people want to get it right away and we understand is that is that a six pack of pbr or <laughs> uh, that definitely helps to the equation uh there is an additional charge but the <laughs> VR really ensures your spot and uh, uh, ensures craftsmanship at its finest. Yeah, and the and like speaking of like you know being in the garage with the homies and like grassroots and building that community, I saw you guys have a new thing um, like the Tuners Carve Club. Yeah, so um, I just decided that we needed to put a Carve Club together. I got inspired by some other people that I've seen online and some friends of us. Uh, we've talked about it, but never really pulled the trigger. And now that I have a bit of momentum with the Glide Factory and trying to get more community uh, involvement, I think a ride night is essential. Uh, definitely taking a big note from Warren up at Easy Rider, uh, putting together ride days and Things like that, I really uh, see that as a benefit to the snowboard community and it's breaking down the barriers of snowboarding. It's like, let's just go carve. It doesn't matter if it's like eight turns to the bottom, um, you know. So uh, every Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m., uh, as long as we're in town, we are going to do it uh, this coming Thursday. The next Thursday, we're away up in Edmonton for Big Air uh, with the Canadian snowboard team. And... Then we'll continue uh, the week after. So, yeah, Tuners Carve Club. Check it out. Um, we're digging trenches. Nice. Yeah, the, it, I started doing local rides up here in Edmonton, and like, cause like we're we're a lot further away from the mountains, so it's hard to do those day trips. I'm always impressed when people drive like eight hours in a day to go skiing from Edmonton. Um, but yeah, the the night rides are fun, and it's a good way, like you said, to lower the barrier and just have a good time. 
Yeah, exactly. That's what we're what we're looking to do for sure. Um, and then I, I the the snowboard museum. Can you tell me more about that? Like, I know it's your a friend of yours, or yeah, um, Jeff is running the snowboard museum. Uh, he's currently uh, yeah spearheading the I don't know the maintaining the history and culture of snowboarding. He's got an amazing collection. Uh, I don't even know how many boards. I don't think he could tell you how many boards. Uh, but he is a uh, definitely a staple in snowboarding. Uh, and if you uh, yeah, if you have time, check him check him out and what he's trying to accomplish. Uh, I don't know all the details, but a physical museum where people can go and enjoy the boards from 70s, 80s, 90s, uh, up to the current, uh, which is is pretty cool. So, yeah. yeah, that's super cool. And you have quite a collection too. I saw like a few um, posted on your Instagram of a good collection as well. Yeah, so I I definitely enjoy collecting old boards. I think I think there's something about the graphics, how they were built, how they were built like so heavy and the quality wasn't there and it just shows on like where we're at now with snowboarding and technology and side cuts and um and then you find these odd boards that already have the technology that they're claiming is new and it's like these spoon nose or early rise or whatever <laughs> it was done actually uh by some weird european brand but who cares uh but yeah i love old boards i love new boards um, we do vintage snowboard restoration here. So as my collection has grown and I enjoy cleaning them up, really making them look good again as best as possible uh, and getting into really redoing and refinishing top sheets, getting clear coats back together and looking like there's no binding rash, looking fresh to death. Um, so yeah, we do more, we've been doing a bunch of that and we have a couple guys that collect that have been uh, gracious enough to support and get their boards all done up so they can, you know, have them on the wall proudly, uh, and be stoked that, uh, that was maybe their first board or they just, you know, have a connection with it because pro model boards are, they're like the baseball cards for first snowboarders. You got a, like a pro model. It means more. There's, there's a lot more to it. I personally feel. I agree. And it, it, you get such cool graphics sometimes. Like, I think the only person I've seen in, and I'm probably wrong because I, I don't like see all the details in it and everything, but like um, Chris Bent Chetler with all his art on his skis every year. Like, it's such a cool vibe. Yeah. There's, um, yeah, many artists just within all the different companies that it's, uh, it's cool to see that there's a value. Um, behind keeping these boards and you know showing kids like kids roll in here and they see these old boards on the wall it might spark a conversation about that snowboarder or whoever uh pro model board we have featuring uh at the moment or you know like who's craig kelly oh well let's take a take a look at who this person is and why style and carving and powder is so important versus just doing tricks and rails which is also freaking amazing and i i love all that as well so it's cool to see more more people getting into everything from vintage teams. yeah yeah it definitely cool how you can um and i think snowboarding really 
like brought that out especially with like where skiing was back in the day and then like you know snowboarding wasn't allowed and people got to act the way they did and then like that kind of made skiing a lot cooler um i don't know about i don't know about that but um <laughs> yeah i don't know it's, uh, <laughs> weird, weird times out there <laughs> well yeah I, I i switched the dark side i just the 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 traversing is nice on skis <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but nothing, nothing beats nothing beats pow turns on a snowboard. I'll agree with you there. If there's something that we're going to agree about in these last three statements, this is it. I got you. <laughs> you're in. It's like like over your head. You're in the white room. It's a different feeling. I have skied. I've tried skis, uh, and I do see that how people can get that thrill of a carve. So. Um, yeah, that's what it's about at the end, at the very end of the day. Yeah, yeah, get out, have fun, whatever it is, and then you know, razz each other a little bit, and make sure you let your snowboard friends get a pull in the in the flat spots. <laughs> yeah. Or you know, if they're fully tuned, it won't even be an issue. <laughs> yeah, mock mock speed, they'll just pass you pass me in the flats. Yeah, it may it may happen. You never know. So over your three years, what's kind of some of the memorable stories you've heard from customers or that you've experienced? Um, oh man, just like, I, I don't even know. I, that is a on the spot question. Eh? It's, it's just been such an adventure the whole entire time that hard to pick and choose. But the first one would just be like getting the keys to the shop and the shop's like, empty oh am i freezing i'm good no nope. sorry i thought i froze there <laughs> um but yeah when we had the shop and it was empty and there was not a single bit of paint on the wall or the floors and there wasn't a single thing in here and just realizing you know how we needed to fill it up and yeah and then the first day the grand opening really surprised me uh the amount of people uh, friends, family, homies, people that just kind of followed along on the first part of the journey, like the first 250, 500 followers from the first season I did it. Um, and we just had a banger day and it was, it was great people and good energy. And I don't know, it was like the best day of the month too. Like everybody just showed up so I could just get to work and start to figure, figure out what this journey is. Um, and then the next memorable, it's kind of a, it's like a two-parter, but um, long story short, Ian, who works here, he had booked an appointment in to get his uh, board all tuned up here at the Glide Factory. Uh, but the day before was, I guess, a Monday, and I was closed on Monday, so I go to Sunshine, cruising out back door, and there's some kids hanging out. I say kids, like 20-year-olds. 20, 20 <laughs> uh and somehow i came uh somehow we started chatting with them and i gave them some cheesy promo code and said hey come to the live factory if you say this then you get 10 percent off and ian was like yo it was also a magical powder day so everybody dropped in and it was hoots and hollers the whole way down ended up seeing him the next day when he dropped his board off he's like do you need any help? I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not, I'm, I'm doing it, but 
I don't know. Um, and then I just was like, you know what, if you're going to help just like show up and then, uh, he came to pick up his board. And I literally think since that day he went, came to pick up his board, he just like hasn't left. <laughs> but, yeah, it's so just, been hooked in since. And he's like become a little brother, little homie, whatever. But um, good, solid dude. And would say that that is like be, become a staple. Um, and then, yeah, meeting the other pieces of the Glide Factory family that has become. Uh, and I'm not just saying like the dudes that I've hired, but like the people that are coming for rent to bench, showing up, hanging out, coming to our little events that we have. Uh, there's too many to name, but we, it's, uh, it's crazy. And then first vintage snowboard show, we had Neon Dion DJing with like 80 boards. And again, like, I don't know, or 50 people in the, in the shop at one time, like as a first that felt really amazing and dope. Um, and then, yeah, we did it again year two with just as much energy. Um, so those events that we are putting on are definitely the most memorable. Um, and I hope to do more of those. And I think that, yeah, Tuners Carve Club and weekly rent a benches um, is kind of going to be our, our next pathway of, trying to get the community together that, that's super rad and like every time i go on instagram there's like something i wit like because i'm up in edmonton now i'm not down there anymore and it's like every time i'm like man i wish i was down there so i could come out to these events yeah man it's um yeah i don't know maybe the the right edmonton person will get inspired by what we're doing here and you know do it up there i know uh Warren has a, a great little community going on at Easy Rider and they host lots of little amazing events as well. Yeah, I like that. I always see them out. Well, he's always out at like first run at Snow Valley before the before his shop even opens. And then they have their carve nights too, which is super cool to see. Yeah, the the idea of getting well, yeah, going snowboarding for like an hour before working all day, it's the friggin' best. He 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 got the memo yeah yeah it's a it's a nice spot i'm just i think five minutes south of it so it's an easy easy thing to have a couple carbs in the morning before work which is nice um it's like your guys's proximity to the mountains where it's only like 45 minutes <laughs> for a good weekend yeah i guess the kiska um is not too too far but yeah windsport is 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 our snowball yeah and a lot but bigger park bigger terrain just because all the all the pros come train there which is sweet yeah, to see yeah. too it is the olympic park <laughs> yeah so can you tell me some art and science behind like the perfect tune um yeah just accept that it's like boards are so wide they're never going to be perfectly 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 flat unless it's for like gs or some downhill racing spandex kind of racing thing then yeah you you can get there but um the recipe is to just like hit all your spots make sure you got a nice edge detune tip tail uh and then apply wax accordingly and the main thing is to um just because you got a wax at the beginning of the season and you go out riding five times you're not <laughs> necessarily going to be the same fastness at the same flat spots 
as you were. So maintaining your gear is going to give it more longevity. Um, and yeah, overall, just keep it fast. Have you found like, cause like, yeah, working in ski West, I need to like tune every like five times, three to five times for like a quick yeah. wax. Do you find when boards are better tuned up that they like don't get jab like jammed with like core shots and stuff as much or no 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 if you're hitting that rock you're hitting that rock doesn't matter how good your tune was uh there's no prevent prevention of of destruction of the base um no i just um yeah i don't know man it's um yeah, they say that it's every three to five times, but it's not really because when you go out riding, you're going to have sap, you can have oils on your base, maybe some Timmy hose, uh, <laughs> a little bit of dog hair from the back of the SUV or, or whatever. Uh, the main thing is to have a clean base. So um, what I always recommend to people is to uh, carry some sort of brush, like snowboard brush with you, nylon, super simple to get one um and your best wax is going to be your first wax and if you're really wanting to like stay quick out there then it's like yeah you, you wax every time you leave nothing up to chance you wax every time you go snowboarding or skiing and you're gonna have the best results um day two will be a little bit slower day three will be a little bit slower but it's not going to be that much because we're we're lucky enough to be going downhill <laughs> um so it's gradual enough to the point where you don't think you need it and then when you're at top of sunshine and you're heading towards the jackrabbit chair and you used to be able to make it all the way and now you're having to unbuckle and push or get your ski poles and start jamming and jamming in um it's it's time <laughs> it's time to it's time to head over yeah. to glide factory <laughs> The key to wax is, is maintaining, and that's why we also encourage people to like pick up a uh, an at home kit, make a little bench. You know, you don't need much. People are like, oh, I need to buy these vices that are 150 bucks. Well, you could use you know a couple of two by fours and some carpet. Rest your board up on top. Um, so yeah, and then yeah. I don't know. People, I, we want to encourage people to tune and to do that simple thing. And the least would be, yeah, to take a brush and once you're boarded or skis is room temperature and dry, give it a bit of a brush out and it's going to take off any anything that's on top and kind of give you a bit of a, a fresh layer underneath. Nice. So how did, yeah. how did you get into snowboarding? Uh, how did I get into snowboarding? Um, I, I grew up skateboarding. And then long story short, uh, we moved around a bunch, but we ended up where my parents grew up in Sudbury, Ontario. And with skateboarding being kind of what I did growing up, uh, once I moved to Canada, we were able to have snowboarding. So I found a, a snowboard in a garbage can, and then I bought some liquid bindings and Burton tribute boots from Sport Check. <laughs> convinced my dad i'm like listen like, all my friends snowboard i need to snowboard i got a board i just need this it seemed too easy um and yeah so i i rode that board for a season then my dad bought me a board 
And then we ended up moving from Ontario uh, after about a half year of school. And then I ended up finishing high school in Edmonton. Um, and then, yeah, living by the Derrick Club. So it was either, yeah, go to school or go to Snow Valley. Um, go to Snow Valley and go snowboarding. It seemed way better. Uh, and then I ended up working, working there. And I actually started in their tech shop. Um, I think this guy, Chris Booth, was the was the tech, and he snowboarded. And I was like, well, this guy's so dope. Um, and, yeah, from there, made my way down to Calgary and then out to the coast and back. Um, but, yeah, snowboarding started for me around 16, and I've just been, yeah, hooked. Nice. Um, what did tuning look like back then? Do you remember? I still do a lot of the same things. Yeah. Um, if not, I do them the wrong way, but better, um, <laughs> or the wrong way so many times that it's become the way. Um, so yeah, I've taken and sampled everything from every shop I've worked at, um, as well as additional, like, you know, the internet's so dope. You can see what everyone's doing these days. So yeah, taking that trial and error, riding snowboards that are tuned differently. Um, and now with the shop, just like trying to dive more into uh, uh, the competitive side of it and uh, waxing uh, athletes' boards versus, you know, your, your you and me's that just love to go and hoot and holler and have a great time. You know, they're two different beasts almost. It, it's starting to feel. Yeah. Do you, do you find with the professionals that – you that they like things like naughty like you know like some like you know if like 89 degrees was like the perfect sharpness do you find they like it a little different like maybe like 87 or something like completely like unique to them more so um i haven't really had that many requests and to be honest uh with slope style uh big air and a little bit of pipe that i've done uh pipe i would say yes we do run a, like a one degree on the on the base, two degree on the side, which I guess would give you an 87. Um, and it really helps for hold on the way up. Um, the slope style and big air guys are like, buddy, don't even touch my edges. Don't even <laughs> don't even think about them. Just clean them up. I'm I'm used to this. This is what I enjoy, and it's perfect. Uh, we just clean them up with diamond stones usually. Uh, and then I've had, yeah, I've had a couple uh, ask for some sharpening. So running, yeah, 0.5 on the base uh, generally sharpens them up uh, two degrees on the side. Nice. Um, yeah. What was the board that came out back in the day that had, was it the, that had no edges, the forum? The Destroyer. The Destroyer. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> board. We ha I have one. Uh, you have or had? Oh, it's never was actually mine. My buddy Aaron bought it. Yeah. And then, then um, Adam and I, he was, Aaron was working and then Adam and I went snowboarding and then I don't know what we were hitting, but I took a big chunk out of the nose uh, and then gave it back to him. I was like, sorry, dude, like whatever. It has no edges. Um, and then we reconnected probably after 10 years last year and Somehow he brought the board down to my shop and then I tuned it and now it's actually at my house in the living room uh, with no edges because if it ever falls off with kids around, there's no edges. Um, and I made the base really sick. 
Yeah. How many? Uh, sorry, go ahead. You have three little ones? I got, yeah, three kids. Um, yeah, and they're, they're wild. Do they rip? Uh, yeah, they rip. They do. And I don't know why I like ummed at the start there. They absolutely do. They do rip. Um, and I'm going to say um about 18 more times. I'm going to try not to this entire time. So <laughs> yeah, Ro Rowan is now at the age where, yeah, we're going to be at COP. We're going to be ripping. Uh, we have a mini ramp in our back garden. We've been playing around with that. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're in it. They all snowboard. Uh, they started on snowboards and they, they seem to like it. They like to like wax their boards here at the shop and, help out and do things. They're That's definitely, definitely part of the team uh, as well when they're described the glide factor. Thing. The the cuteness factor, they'll just be like, sorry, your board was a little, it took us a little longer, here you go. And then they won't even complain that it was not 24 hours. <laughs> you gotta keep the cuteness around. The, the bosses, they, they hold it down for sure. So what, like I've seen the new, um, or maybe it's not new. I've just seen them come out a little bit, but it's like that. Um, it goes into your your uh, drill and then like spins to you put it on the board. Like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, those are called roto brushes, uh, yeah. and they just really help put out a nice fine finish and uh, take off any wax chunks that might have been left on uh, during scrape uh, or after scrape, and they do a really great job of doing a lot of work for you and when we're putting through you know x amount of boards and skis a day uh those roto brushes really really do work with you when did they first appear in like tuning uh forever yeah they've been, oh, it's, they've been, been, it's, been it's been a thing um yeah uh this company uh just started um making them this year board butter glide wax uh, they're an amazing Revelstoke based company. We've been, yeah, with them since I've been in the garage and this year they sent me out a nice package, uh, as well to, uh, make sure that we had all brand new clean tools for working with the Canadian team. Uh, everything with, uh, working with athletes on that higher level, there's certain waxes you can and cannot use. Uh, so to make sure that we have no cross-contamination on anything then uh, we're just going to run all new tools but the roto brushes in nylon and horsehair both really do uh, a really fine job uh, so yes you should get some um <laughs> or no. I, yeah i i had everything i think i still do in a box i just never took it out and i need to start paying attention to my skis a little bit more yeah man just because you have poles to keep you going you shouldn't have to use them man. yeah exactly um that uh board butter that's jesse right yeah jesse and kaz nice yeah yeah, yeah i chatted with jesse he rides our goggles out in kicking horse so he's oh, always sending down that dude's a, a straight legend <laughs> for the team for sure um speaking of like throwing down and like stuff What's where's been your best ski spots or snowboard spots over over the years? Um, yeah, I don't know. I love I love our locals. Don't get me wrong. 
Uh, I've had many knee to waist deep powder days, been there on the lucky days. Uh, Nelson, the Kootenays, Whitewater holds a spot um, in my heart. Uh, I went to Selkirk College and took ski resort operations and management. Pretty high tech uh, thing uh, that they offer there. Um, which allowed for me to shred pile uh, majority of days. Um, and then, yeah, I would also, what else would I add to that list? Red Mountain, both, yeah, you hit red or white on a pow day, call it, call it a day. Kicking horse is great. Um, I've been privileged enough to go to New Zealand uh, and ride down there. Um, there's, yeah, Remarkables would be one. Snow Park, uh, if it was still around. But yeah, I don't know. It's all situational on POW conditions, park versus not. So, but yeah, honey hole man, white water. Don't tell yeah. me. That's the spot. I don't think, like, I, my life goal is to ski all the mountain resorts in the world, and I've done all of Canada. And, like, in so I separate it by pro province because, like, you can't compare Alberta to BC just because, like, they get puked on way more. But white water's my favorite in BC, then red, and then. It's smaller, but Powder King up in Mackenzie, like they yeah. get so much snow. Um, and yeah, I call I call Whitewater like the pillow capital of the world. Like there's so many pillows to fly off there. It is, uh, yeah, it's, it's another level. You get a midweek, no tourists, chairs open, backside hits. I don't know. It's uh, it's a magical place. And I uh, would love to go ride there more often. What? What's their tourist like? Like I feel like when they have tourists, it would be like an extra like five people. Like it's so in the middle of nowhere that it's got to keep a lot of people away. Uh, I don't know. I uh, haven't lived there for quite a few years, so I don't really uh, know what the current situation is. But I definitely feel it's getting. Uh, at least more camper vans in the parking lot or sprinters. <laughs> yeah, I think I think COVID really taught people that they can go find these cool places and like live in vans. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, it, like, and especially with like, like I remember when COVID first hit, and like, yeah, COVID did what the the Western. Um, mountain resort group tried to do in like 20 years COVID did it 10 times better in three for like demand and everything it, it's been wild to see yeah no doubt. um so for anyone who like wants to like treat their board better like what what would be like the first thing to get would you say would it be like a diamond stone just to like take out some of the burrs and stuff and um yeah i would almost say a gummy stone uh so yeah. it's not really take off effective edge but it's going to deburr take rust off any gunk um so yeah gummy stone would be like oh like the first thing if you had to pick only one thing and you had 20 bucks in your pocket that's what i would buy um and then a brush and then i would get maybe i'd get it just a kit to start man support your local shop go buy a kit they're 150 bucks uh, wax is a uh, wax and sharpen at the shop is you know 40 45 bucks um so if you uh you know feel that you can 
do these types of maintenance things in between getting a base grind, then more power to you. Uh, I think people could do it. We now have a YouTube channel as well uh, where we're starting some tutorials up. Uh, and we just put on kind of how to do the basic wax at home. Uh, nothing really fancy as far as edges and stuff is concerned. Just get an iron, get some wax, get a scraper. That's gonna. That's actually probably what I'd recommend you buy first. Just get that. You're gonna be invested anywhere from sixty to one hundred and sixty bucks, depending on what kit or if you buy individual pieces. But um, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I saw your. I didn't watch it yet, but I saw your most recent YouTube video on. Um, yeah. Your when you're looking to break out your skis for a basement wax, dude, hit up my video. I got you. Nice. I will definitely do that because I I know where my box is with my iron. Um, I just don't know how much skiing I'll end up doing this year. We got some family stuff coming up, um, yeah. but I won't say anything yet. Um, so what are um future plans you see this year with glide factory uh future plans it's just a day by day we're just really taking it day by day um we really want to i guess yeah instill the community uh with our rides uh and rent a bench nights but i don't know i don't know the future we just uh we got another two years in this current location uh, and then we can decide if we need to become bigger or uh, stay here. But um, the big thing is to be able to uh, not only you know sustain uh, the shop and my personal life, but also uh, those that I employ as well. That's a big thing for me is now like having to take care of the boys as well, making sure everything's you're paid on time, you got your shit, everything's dialed everything at the shop is here for you you're organized it's a, it's it's a new level this year than it than it has been uh, adds a little bit uh to stressful nights yeah um i i'm lucky i i do actually sleep pretty freaking good um i'm just up early so like i'm at the shop 5 a.m 5 30 uh and i do stuff until the family wakes up and then I get the text hey come home and then drop kiddos off at school come back and then I usually have someone scheduled to come in and help me work and so um yeah nice I see your I see your art in the corner I remember when you guys first start like I remember seeing all those cool art pieces pop up on Instagram when you first created your account who like was that like yeah. was that was that your artist or did, was it like together where you came up with cool? No, um, yeah. So Jared players go places on Instagram. He uh, great shred homie. Like if he lived here, he'd be probably one of the first people I call um, to go ride snowboards together. Um, but when I started it, I did like a few posts or whatever, and he was like, "That's whack." Like here you go. Here's a couple things for you. Cause he had just been really starting to, uh, uh, emerge as someone who's doing marketing and graphic design and stuff like that. Starting to started to settle in. He lives in Bali actually right now. Uh, but he's just, uh, he's fed the dream to the point where I'm able to, yeah, 
pay him a little bit of money each month uh, and get some designs off him. And he puts together a theme and I just say, sick, like, let's go. Like, I don't need to tell him anything. He knows, you know, he's got his thumb on the pulse um, for what kind of brand identity we're, we're looking to uh, to put out there. To yeah, it's definitely some beautiful art. And jealous that he's in Bali where he probably surfs every morning. He does not. He hates the water. Not interested in whatsoever. Um, I'm surprised as well. I don't need to get into it with you about his non-surfing. Uh, but yes. yes. How did he pick Bali then if he doesn't like surf the water? I don't know, man. I think he, uh, he found an Australian lady uh, and they, they have a beautiful child out there and they're doing their thing. Yeah, nice weather. Like, you know, if you're not going to have pal, like, you might as well have, have beaches and all the goods, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, powder first, then nice weather. Yeah, I'm, I'm about that. I would, I would have minus 40 all winter in Edmonton if I could have a pow day every day I went snowboarding. Or Imagine, like, yeah, urban pow days. Like, Snow Valley gets a pow day every day, but it's minus 40. <laughs> I'd be out there. I, I, I wish I, I want to go do ski club once just because they have like the super tube. I love those green tubes so much. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They just don't hurt. I'm old. <laughs> That's fair. Or hurt cool. as much. Um, so, you know, going day by day and obviously snowboarding is your passion. How is it balancing it with business? I, I tune more boards than days I ride on the hill. That's, uh, that's become uh, something that I needed to accept. Uh, but yeah, no, we try to make time um, for snowboarding. And yeah, we shut, we shut the shop down on Mondays. Um, and if we had more snow, I'd probably be already out there right now. But it's so dry and bare. Uh, we're just, I'm just going to ride COP until we get some more snow in the mountains. But, um, yeah, so. That's fair. Yeah, I, I like, yeah, I haven't even made it down there yet, but at least you guys have wind sport right now. I I don't even know what they're, it was plus six here today, and so they, they can't even make snow right now. Yeah, I it's, we're, we're a little chillier here, which is weird to see that uh, Edmonton is getting that shit on. Yeah, we've, uh, it has been, like, because I remember when I was up here for, school um in like the early 20 like 2012 and whatnot and like i remember like edmonton was like you don't go out in winter because like you just freeze to death right. and then coming back up here in 2020 um we haven't had a bad like maybe we'll have like a week of cold like everywhere else but like we haven't had bad winters yet right. yet it hasn't hit yet <laughs> um 1080 j man was saying talk about your injury andrew oh yeah um i i hurt i hurt my leg my knee got it uh i broke my i guess i fractured my tibia plateau messed up some stuff in my knee uh coming down uh on the west line at cop and yeah i'm coming back off injury thursday night's gonna be my first night back I'm, I haven't snowboarded since Boxing Day last year. Wow. 
that's got to yeah. be a, that, that's a big uh, gap and got to be hard. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, but we'll get back in. We're getting back in there. We've been doing lots of training, um, pump track, skateboarding. We're good. We're doing it. Nice. And then uh, XLJ is telling, asking, asking you to teach about a front lip. Yeah, oof, maybe, maybe uh, I don't know. We'll see how the, we'll see how the old knee feels. But Thursday, I will definitely be on that directional carving machine <laughs> uh, to get back into gliding on snow. There's some snowboarding has some cool shapes. Yeah, it's uh, shapes have have evolved from being dope to now, like not and then they were not, and then now it's like super super sick to have a cool shape. Have you come across the brand uh, Evolution Surfcraft down in California? Um, Elevate. Oh yeah, Elevate. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Elevated Elevated Surfcraft. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have. They they have a really cool thing going. They offer cool shapes, cool boards, uh, that are nice, nice to ride. And, um, yeah, I like that, that vibe. It, it, it offers a bit more openness to, to the snowboard community and for those people that, you know, that beginner intermediate, even advanced level, uh, can get out and enjoy some turns on, on something like that. So I dig it. Yeah. I like their, their shapes are really cool. Um, what's the weirdest shape you've ever seen? Uh, I saw a shape the other week on the internet where it was like a raven's head made by Lip Tech for the for the legendary bank slalom. Um, that one sticks out in my mind at, at the moment. But yeah, Lip Tech does some really cool stuff with shapes and they'll have like a cat or whatever as the nose. Um, and then, yeah, like Battalion's got a crazy fishtail. There's a, there's a lot of cool ones out there um so, yeah. yeah um so was this your biggest like was that like re wrecking your leg and everything was that your biggest injury at your like today um yeah no it's definitely up there i like I've broken my wrist and knuckles and stuff like that um but yeah this would probably be like my heaviest injury um and it took a a lot more work to come back to uh I come back to like yeah potentially being full strength so how when you're going through that and like you know coming through recovery because i haven't broken anything yet knock on wood how, how do you like you know it's got to be probably a little hard when you can't do the sport you love so like how do you make sure to stay like positive um man that's just, yeah, every day staying positive. I haven't had a bad day yet. It's something you will definitely catch coming out of my mouth. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Like, it, the injury happened, and then everybody around me pulled together to make sure that the shop would be able to at least sustain itself, which it did. We didn't get completely um, in the hole from it, but we definitely had to – spend a lot more money to keep everything going due to the growth and paying the right people um to help out uh when we when we were down there for a bit so and now able to like hire them on full-time this year that's awesome 
and yeah, getting the right people can like take things to the next level, which is always amazing to see. It, I didn't even, it's weird. I didn't even choose them. They like chose like me. Like, I got you. Okay. Thank you. And then, yeah, just a let, letting it all happen was a, was a big thing. Letting go. Yeah, that, definitely a hard thing. And, you know, it's taken me time to do it. And now it's like, you know, we have limit, we have artists who come and create different designs for us. But yeah, when I first did things, it was hard to let other people in. You have you have to, or else you're not going to grow. Yeah, yeah. I uh, now now how I say it is, it's like you know when when an artist wants to make something cool, I'll be like, you know, here's our here's our logo, here's our words, like design it how you you have a good day, or like you know this is our slogan, always good days, but make it yourself because like I have no right to tell you how to have a good day. It's like how you design it. Yeah, exactly. Um. So Jayman was saying you were you demo a lot of boards too down there. Um, well, yeah, last year we did offer some high end demos. Um, didn't really get the response that we were looking for. We are going to offer a little bit this year, and then on um, Thursdays I'll bring out a few extra boards and see if anyone wants to try anything out. So yeah, that'd be cool. I've I'm always impressed when people can like carve and get um super low and like hang hang maybe like an inch off the ground or just like slide on their like forearms yeah 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 that's that's the idea get low have fun whatever i'm excited i'm excited to see it i think it'll be you guys always do something cool so i think it'll be nothing short of that yeah and y your guys in your comments are blowing it up i, I bet they'll all be there <laughs> whoa we'll see I don't can I see the comments? I'm not even Oh you can't you can't? Um I didn't click over. <laughs> we got some cowboys. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely um oh talk about the stranda, yeah. Uh we carried stranda last year. Crazy company. I wish I actually got to ride one. Uh but but uh our homie Ryman has been on the Biru and just has not put it down. He says it's freaking amazing uh we had a few endeavors uh from the archetype to the scout and they did just confirm that we'll most likely have archetype and scout back in this season uh because this archetype has this wicked tail uh amazing performance behind it so yeah definitely dig that so yeah i remember endeavor when i was snowboarding back in the the early two like the 20 well, the early 2000s or late 2000s, I guess. Um, they were like popping off then, and then, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Jonah and Jesse, of course. They're <laughs> in the chat here. <laughs> yeah, those two are, are great, which I'm, I know I'm going to see Jesse on Thursday. Um, and Jonah's just recovering from some snowboarding, um, but I'm assuming we'll, we'll be joining us very soon. Yeah. And it's nice that it's always consistent on Thursdays. So once people start seeing it on Instagram and stuff, then it's like, oh, just come out the next Thursday. Yeah, exactly. That's that's pretty much much, much it. Yeah, let's do it a weekly thing so people just know that's that's the spot to be on a Thursday on a Thursday night. Yeah. Unless yeah, the, 
Sorry, oh, unless we go there and it's like all set up with like race gates and we can't really like go anywhere, then we might switch the night. But I think Thursdays are, are looking, the tide's looking pretty good. You guys can just carve the, the race gates way faster than them anyways, I bet. I'm not it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Get in there. <laughs> it's funny though. Like I, I remember seeing all the race, like I'm not a, I'm not a ski racer or anything, but it'd be like, they'd go do the gates and then you'd see them in the park. And I was like, why don't you just go join a freestyle club if you want to hang out on this side? Yeah, multidiscipline. No, I get it. Whatever. People yeah. racing is, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird one. I'm. It's weird that snowboard racing and SBX is in like a, a lower um, hype rate right now. I guess. Yeah, I don't. You don't see very. Like I've never seen. Well, that's not true. Sunridge has some snowboard racing and stuff. They always have the gates up and everything. They're fun to bomb on. Yeah, no doubt. When they let the public into it. Yeah. Um, so do you do you know your best snowboard day? Like, do you have it in your mind? Like, do you always remember it? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I have that day for sure. What What is it? For sure, uh, it's a day up at Baldface riding need a waste deep pal um and yeah that's it just in touch with the world that's going around and so much snow you have you have no idea so i'd say yeah a day up at bald face uh would definitely be <laughs> bald face with M mfm <laughs> yeah with mfm mikey leblanc <laughs> yeah that's it that's it it's my best day <laughs> <laughs> um because like you're, you're coming up for like slope slope jet or like the big air and everything are you normally at holy bowly too uh no we just go out and support i think holy uh holy bowly is an amazing event uh but there's no real need to have like a tuner at the top of an event like that that's more jam uh jam session format hang out with the homies have some beers and yeah a more deeper connection to snowboard culture and community uh than some of these like really big extravagant events which it is also part of part of it all so um not comparable i'll, I'll just go with yeah yeah i'm excited for the the big air to come back up and we'll see you there. Yeah. All right. Dope. Excited. Yeah. Crush some beers. Or I'll drinks. do. I'll yeah. I'll be working. Uh, well, after. Yeah, yeah, definitely after. Uh, but um, yeah, I, uh, we're gonna be up there from the fifth to the tenth, and then we're hoping to sneak a little ride day in, maybe at Ski Club because it's not too far from uh, where we're staying downtown. Fingers crossed they can get snow. <laughs> I know. Is snow that No, value? none of them are yet. They're talking like January right now. Um, it's, yeah, it's tough. I, I uh, we, we had an early one. I, I remember when I first moved up here and found Snow Valley. I got like the, the midweek pass and I think I went like 10 times in two weeks. Right. Yeah, it's the best. I don't know whether you're out on skis or snowboard. It's the best. It's just yeah. 
As much it, yeah, I like Raz. It's fun to Raz because, like, you know, that's no different than Calgary Flames versus Edmonton Oilers. I don't know. I'm an I'm a Flames fan, but you know, it's the same thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's definitely same vibes for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, I saw that today. Revelstoke postponed their opening, which is I've never seen that. Yeah. I um. Yeah, I don't know what to say. I guess. We need snow, man. We need it. We need it. We need it so bad. Jonah, we need that snow. We need someone. We need people to start doing like snow dances and stuff. Yeah. Would it just be a rain dance? Because then it would just turn rain into snow. I don't know. That's not a question that I'm able to answer. No, I know. I know. That was, that's just my my bad ADD thoughts. I'm like, would that is there a snow dance or is that just rain? Um but I guess we're coming coming to the end. So for anyone, um, like how do you, how do you make sure you have good days? Oh man, uh, I don't know, man. I just it's outlook on life, it's positivity, um, thinking about what you're what you're gonna do, what your next move is gonna be, um, and thinking about what the next yeah consequence or reaction or action will happen with what what you're doing so every have day always, part of me have you always had that outlook in life of positivity or did you have to learn it uh i learned it i, I had a motorcycle accident um and yeah it changed changed a lot of perspectives on on things but also i think having kids has really shown me how to be like a better dude and yeah, I would even say before that, like getting married and understanding communication with my wife, like that made me a better person on being positive every day and still work towards it. Like, you know, you do have some shit, shit days out there, but you gotta have, you gotta make the best of it. Well, I don't know if you had good days every day, like, you know, like perfect days. I feel like you wouldn't know after a while. Like it would just like you know you kind of need to have that up and down to like know when a really good day happens. Yeah, I guess ba balance balance is the key. You're not gonna you have to accept you're not gonna get the get the good ones every day. But what are you gonna do about it? Is uh, is the question? Yeah, sweet. Well, thank you for joining me tonight. Oh yeah, dude. Thank you so much for having me on uh definitely a first experience on on the live podcast but i appreciate you pulling me out of my comfort zone here and, and get me on it's fun you get to you get to have some good conversations with people i had never done one before either um and then just started getting into them sick dude well i'm stoked to see more of them come out um just want to give a, a big shout out to uh jesse and jonah for joining in on the chat absolute legend beauties there um and yeah everybody that's supporting the glide factory um and checking out what we got going on appreciate you guys it's uh it's been an amazing ride so keep it up we're stoked i'm excited to see it keep on gliding yeah oh yeah <laughs> uh, sick man. Well, enjoy the glide i'm gonna roll out of here I got some more uh, boards to to do here, so we're we're gonna get a, get back to it. Awesome, thanks, guys. Right. Have a good night.